Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. The singing sulky pulls up into the port at Triviset. Several of your crewmates have stopped by a tavern. Let's stop in real quick and see what they're up to. You'll see someone in a cloak talking with someone else in the corner of the tavern. And you're pretty sure that it's Alshaz. I want to sit at an adjacent table with my back turned to Alshaz. Both of the men share the same unknown accent. They're just finishing up some sort of transaction. We go down into the crew's cabin. Which bag is Alshaz's? You don't find anything particularly interesting in there. It is early morning when you see Alshaz come back and you see him head out of view for a minute. So we go into the cargo hold, look around for any strange objects. Tucked between two of the crates way at the back, there is a thin box. It seems to be made of iron or steel. It's the D&D equivalent of Fort Knox. Can I tinker with the lock? Uh, do you have lock picking? Does anybody have that? No. Um, I... Oh, it's not... I always think it's thievery, but that was... What was that? Fourth ed? Need thieves tools proficiency to try to open it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I have tinker's tools, but that probably doesn't help here. Do I? I thought I did. Hold on, let's see. <laughs> what if I break the mechanical parrot down into, like, some sort of lock picking <laughs> machine? <laughs> That's what it does. That's what you decided it did before. Its beak is actually like a little skeleton key. <laughs> It'd be easy if it was that simple, Shava. <laughs> no, I don't have the uh, thieves' tools or the proficiency. I produce a potion of lockpicking from my satchel. <laughs> it's probably not a thing either. I'm pretty sure no one's proficient in thieves' tools. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, something for one of us to look into learning <laughs> yeah. true. how to That's do. That's a party weakness that needs to be shorn up. Can we, like, investigate the box and see if there are, like... I'm, I'm surprised that it's, like, seamed or welded or some sort together. It seems excessive. Can I, like, investigate the box a little more closely and see if it has some other weakness? Um, I'm not sure what else you would find. It's pretty flat and smooth on the outside, except for the hinges and the keyhole. Hinges. Yeah, so it's just a standard box with a lid, right? Yeah. Well, if they're clever, the bolt heads are, like, on the inside if it is bolted. Yeah. Uh, do I have any like potions of acid or something wonderful like that? <laughs> That's what we need. Could always try using a dagger to pick the lock, but I have a feeling that would be tricky. Yeah, I mean, I have leather workers' tools, which would include like some little. I got it. Like, honey, I shrunk the kids. What about a shrinking potion? <laughs> and then we send either me or Aslo into the hole, <laughs> keyhole. Uh, yeah. Do you want to try that, Shaba? Do we have that? No. Um, sorry. No, the, your idea. The first idea. Oh, my leather workers' tools? Yeah. Using them as lockpicks? I doubt that's going to work. I mean, I can take, like, a, I can put, a, like, one of those small, thin, pointed rods into the keyhole and hit it with a hammer and try and break the lock, but then the lock's going to be broken. I mean... Yeah. Let's not blow our cover yet. We can pretty much guarantee that the, the key is in Alshaz's knapsack, but can we get to it? Which we are now being watched closely yeah. about. Mm. So you need to speak with Stripey and teach him to, like, ask him to specifically yeah, swipe right, something. Exactly. And he might get kicked off the ship <laughs> for it, though. Yeah, that's... I don't know if he's, at this point, gained enough levels to be smart enough to actually do that, something like that. 
I think at higher levels, like the ranger's animal companion has like some type of telepathic link, but now he's just a pet. Just your everyday pet badger. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's not blow our cover just yet. We'll put the box back. And then... No, no, no. Let's take the box with us. Uh, we definitely remove what? the box because it's putting, it's potentially putting the cargo at risk. Well, hold up. We're still docked, right? Yeah. For how much longer? Uh, you've been down here searching for a while. You're scheduled to leave in the next hour or so. So there's not enough time for us to run into town and like go to the locksmiths. <laughs> there might be. But how do we sneak it out of the hold? I say we take it out. If we don't keep it on our persons, then we find somewhere else on the ship to hide it. Maybe it's enough. I, I turn to the other two. Maybe it's enough that we've identified the suspicious box and we just need to keep our eyes on it and see if it like moves or... You know, maybe the next place we stop at, we'd have the opportunity to get it off and have someone else assess it that could possibly open it. Yeah, but I think we move it to a different hiding place because what's going to happen is when Alshaz goes back to check on it and it's not there, he's going to freak out. Okay, if it's something like mundane that doesn't matter, he's going to go around asking the crew, hey, I put a metal box down in the thing. Has anybody seen it? It's very important to me. If it's something that's not on the up and up, he won't tell a soul. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. So we find some other place to hide it so that he doesn't know where it is, so that it's not in the cargo hold, putting the cargo He's going to be very suspicious of everyone for the rest sure. of the trip, though. Yeah, which is which is fine, until we can maybe find a way to get the key. But for now, I think we should get it out of there. So hide it somewhere? Yeah, so my question is, where where on the ship could we hide it that people won't normally look, especially if it's not that big of a ship? And then if it is discovered that we have it, you know, even in moving it around or whatever, um, I just, I think that we're the new guys on board. So we're already probably pretty suspicious to everyone else. Yeah. If something went missing, we're the first ones to be. So if we're discovered stealing other people's possessions, which we almost already were discovered for, that could be bad news for us. And I don't feel like getting keel hauled tonight. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying we don't keep it on our person. We just put it somewhere else. And then if he happens to find it. We put it somewhere out of the way so that we're not, like, caught red-handed, like, with it on us. Yeah. I mean, it's the inside of a ship. There's a bilge, potentially, beneath the cargo hold. There's, there should be other compartments, other areas down here that it could easily just go unnoticed for. I mean, they've got to have, like, a room with extra supplies, like ropes and parts and things, like, for Greth to work on. You just stow it in there, shove it underneath a pile of ropes or something like that where people tend to not... We don't need it to be hidden forever, you're saying. We just need a temporary hiding place. Yeah, we just need it out of the way for a little while, enough to panic uh, Alshaz, potentially, and see if he goes to the rest of the crew for help on it. Ah, yeah. He might give off some suspicious behavior, and then we can confirm that that's the object. Right, right. Mm -hmm. If he's like, hey, guys, I lost my pet hamster. It was in a metal box down below. Anybody seen it? I really need to feed him. (laughs) Then we're going to know it's just, it doesn't matter. It's like, it's a harmless thing. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. You guys have spent a lot of time in the kitchen. Is there any place in the kitchen to hide it? Are there other holds, other closets, any other types of compartments? Oh, there was a pantry in the back. Yeah, there's a, there we go. Pantry, supply closet, like where mm-hmm. they'd keep extra rope or anything like that. We can probably bury it under some of the uh, potatoes. There you go. <laughs> the potato skins. A lot of potatoes. 
Don't worry, Tokus. I'll take care of that part. <laughs> yeah, we could bury it under the sacks of potatoes because they might not even get through all the potatoes on this voyage. But even if they do, they'll take up the last bag like the day before we get back. Yeah. Well, here's another thought. Where would the box not be out of place anyways, besides the cargo hold? Mm. I think a supply hold or a supply closet or something like that. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I was thinking along the lines of who is, you were helping the dwarf with like repairs around the ship. Like, what about his quarters? Like, I'm sure he has like a lot of junk. Yeah, he must have spare wood lying around somewhere. It's a flat, shiny metal box, though. I don't know if it will really fit in anywhere, unfortunately. Well, to me, it seems like it could be a toolbox. Oh, that's true. Don't we have a disguise kit? Why don't we disguise it as a wooden box? I'm not, I know you're laughing. I actually think that's a good idea. Want Two googly eyes and a little fake mustache on it. No, no, no. We just paint it to look like it's wooden. <laughs> I don't know if we have the time or privacy to, to undergo such a project. How big is the box? It's one foot by one foot by a couple of inches. Yeah. Let's just paint it and like make it look like it's wooden. <laughs> doesn't need to be perfect, but just from a distance, it looks like a wooden box. You got a bucket of paint lying around? Well, that's why I was suggesting the the disguise, the disguise kit. kit. At most, I would have like with makeup? some small makeup. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, I thought I thought it was a clever idea. It's a good effort there, though. Yeah, I like the thought process behind that. Yeah, so we'll find a supply hold or closet or something. Maybe next to the cargo hold, there's a place. I just want it out of the cargo hold and out of the way. That's the goal. Aslo and Tokus have been going down into the food storage area pretty much every meal to pull things out. Yes, we'll do that. Yeah, maybe in the back of the pantry underneath the sacks of potatoes. Could be our best bet. I mean, again, it just needs to be a temporary hiding place while we think of a plan. There's a door that leads to the pantry from the cargo hold. All right, um, I will carry the box. Okay. And we'll bring it over there. So you bury it underneath and climb back out onto the deck? Yep. Yep. You see that most of the crew has returned, and they're starting to get the rigging ready and get all the sails set to head out. So is everybody back? Anton's still not back yet. Greth, I thought you said you had this handled. Buddy, where's Anton? Oh, he's on his way. He'll be back in the next ten minutes. I sure hope so. I took him up to his bed, so he should be fine. All right. So you also see a couple of other ships are getting ready to set sail. Aslo, you notice one of the other sailors on the docks and looking at you and then talking to some of his friends. And when he sees you looking at him, he quickly looks away. Hmm. They're down on the docks? Yeah. He's not one that you know. He's from some other ship. Huh. I um, turn away from them a little bit and turn toward the group and occasionally glance over my shoulder to see if they're still looking. Is it Sheol? Does he recognize him? No, you don't recognize him. You glance back. It seems like they're still in the same area and maybe looking at you every once in a while. <laughs> uh, hmm. I say, well, what do you guys say we uh, we head downstairs and um, make sure our stuff is okay? And I start walking toward the door down into the below decks. Well, here's the thing, because normally they stow us below decks when they take off or come into port, but now we're not allowed to go below decks. So do we stay up here? We should wait for direction from somebody. Uh, that's, that's a good question. I will just keep watching them and see what they do. They talk for a little while, and then one of them nods to another one and seem to be in agreement about something. <laughs> but you're too far away to hear anything that they're saying. Okay. That's a short one over there. <laughs> I have a mind to use him for a peg leg. <laughs> Give me a insight. That would be a 14. 
You're not really sure what they're talking about or why they keep looking at you. However, you do notice that the ship that they seem to be working on looks like it's in the style of some of the ships that you rode on before. I have seen. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I... Let's see. Out of character, I know what's going on. Not out of character, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Shaba stares around at the at the sails. I'll look for whoever is the closest other crew member that I know. Probably, say, Byron, first mate, is nearby. I say, how long till we uh, take off exactly? Till we set sail? Should be another ten minutes or so. Okay. All right. Good to know. Let's see. Just looking through my spells real quick. Um, (laughs) I'll sort of work my way around so that Tokus and Shaba are in between me and them and just make it try to feel natural like I'm, you know, just shifting my weight normally. Ezra, why are you acting weird? What? (laughs) No, I'm acting like me. Yeah, like I said, weird. (laughs) Start to do a tap dance and like move my way over behind them. I wanted to show you this new dance move. Yeah, uh, you've never voluntarily performed for anyone except remember those zombies. Oh right. Yeah, why are you doing it now? Um, I don't know. I just I just felt the urge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's all, right. all. I take him at his word. <laughs> and I'm occasionally like peeking out from behind their their sides or in between them or <laughs> under their legs to to look at the guys on the docks. Asla, will you stop doing that? It's annoying. <laughs> Jeez. I like, I'm sorry. I thought I saw something on your calf. I take a huge step out of the way and just leave him, like, standing there. <laughs> well, uh, I move over behind Tokus now and try to hide behind him. So you're all just shuffling around on deck. <laughs> Hiding behind each other. And... You see that the other sailors have gathered in a small group of three or four of them. Say four of them. And they're talking together on the docks, just a little bit away from the gangplank from your ship. Okay. Seeing that, I stop whatever I was doing. I turn, and I walk toward the the door down to the below decks. I just don't even say anything. I just walk over there and go downstairs. (laughs) Is he acting weird, Tokus, or is it just me? Yeah, there's something definitely weird going on with Aslo right now, and I can't quite put my finger on it. Your gnomish finger. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't put my Goliathy <laughs> finger on it either. You, you you can put that on anything. I mean, it's <laughs> it it's is easy. it is huge. And if I get down below decks, no sooner do I let the door close than I immediately go for my uh, disguise kit and start applying makeup and and different things to hide <laughs> my features. All right, Stripey, it's time for some recon work. And I put on like his X-ray night vision goggles, and I send him <laughs> on his way. Um. <laughs> no, I just stand there. Yeah, we're just like we're just like looking at each other. Like, what? What's he up to? I figure maybe he's got to take a leak, and he's too self conscious to do it with half the port watching him. <laughs> he was shuffling around and doing the little dance step, the jig. So hey, he's probably mm-hmm. got to go and doesn't want everybody to see. Got a shy bladder. <laughs> Just as you're getting ready to untie the ropes and start going, the sailors that you're not familiar with, one of them starts walking up the gangplank. Onto our ship? Onto your ship. I look around to see if any of the other crew members stop him or are worried about this. Colby goes over and says, Oh there, what are you doing? I go up and stand behind Colby and I'm like, Yeah, what he said. <laughs> okay, the sailor says, Oh, I'm sorry, but there was someone on your ship I'd like to meet. 
May I request permission to board briefly? This ship's about to set sail, brother. Whatever you got to say to him, you can say it to us. <laughs> Suddenly I've morphed into Macho Man Randy Savage. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> hey, brother. <laughs> so, but you recognize this man's accent as sounding very similar to Aslo's. Okay. So, says, I thought I saw someone on deck who was an old friend of mine that I'd like to meet up with again if I have the chance. Oh, okay. I, I kind of look around. I'm like, well, I'm sure if uh, that person on deck sees you and is your friend, then he'll come over and say hi. Why don't we hang out here and wait and see if that happens? <laughs> You'll probably recognize him the second you see him. <laughs> I know. He, I just think he probably went below decks just a minute ago. Oh, uh, could you describe him? Maybe I can, uh, maybe I can find him for you. He's about this tall. He's a halfling. I don't see any other halflings on your ship. Oh, he was a halfling. Uh, yeah, nope. I, uh, no, I don't think we have any halflings on board, as far as I know. Yeah, it beats me. Yeah, yeah you're probably, you must have been, uh, yeah, you must have been seeing things. Yeah, you must be mistaken. Colby kind of gives you a sideways glance. I nudge Colby and I'm, I give him a little wink. <laughs> okay, Colby turns back to the other sailor and says, We're about to set sail. I'm afraid that whoever you wanted to meet is just going to have to wait. Get off the ship. <laughs> There's no halflings here. Okay, so the sailor backs off and says, All right, I'll be going then, but um, would you mind telling me where you're headed in case I could maybe catch up with you later? Catch up with him? Yeah, we're going north. Uh, I don't know the name of the place. We're going, like, way, way, way to the north. Like, where it's really cold. Am I finished putting on my disguise at that point? Yeah, you have your disguise on. All right. I burst up from the below decks, and I've got, like, a mustache and makeup on my eyes, and I've, like, put my hair in, I don't know, ponytails or something. And I <laughs> come out, and I look kind of freakish, but <laughs> I come out, and I'm like, hey, hey, guys, what's, uh, what's going on around here? What's, what's the hubbub? Uh, <laughs> I look at Aslo, and then I look at the sailor. I'm like, yeah, that's not a halfling. <laughs> that is our that is our ship's jester. He's he's a little slow. Yeah, Shaba, what was his name again? Do you remember? Uh, what was his name? I can't remember. It's stage name. What was it? Oh, who me? He was quite funny oh, was, doing uh, a little bit of stand up the other night. Uh Zupa. It was, it was uh, the, that's right. Yeah, the amazing Zupa. He had, Zupa. The, he had yeah. the joke about when the dwarf walked into the bar. Right, I remember right. I remember pretty yeah, that, well. That was a funny that's me. one. The amazing, the amazing Zupa. Do a, do one of your cool cartwheels for us, Zupa. I attempt to do a cartwheel and purposely fail. <laughs> See, he's great. He's well, really, really fun to watch. Just a great time. I'm going to roll your proficiency check on that disguise kit <laughs> <laughs> to see how terrible of a disguise it is. Okay. So you see the sailor, he just looks very confused and backs off and says, maybe I was mistaken. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm leaning toward that. We all get a little mistaken sometimes. I know I do. <laughs> well, sorry to have bothered you. And he backs off the plank. <laughs> Colby goes over or looks at Aslo and says, what have you got on your face? <laughs> <laughs> just trying out a new look, you know? <laughs> Wanted to see what people thought. What do you think? I think I liked you better before. Oh, so you're admitting that you like me. <laughs> I'm glad we, we got off on a good foot. Or rather, I dislike you more now. Ah, okay. <laughs> That's more like it. He moonlights as a creepy clown doll. Yeah. Just one of those weird hobbies. Some people are into that. I wave goodbye to the sailor, and then I walk uh, 
back to the below decks to take off my costume. The other sailors in the group all are just kind of looking at you <laughs> as if you're crazy. What just happened? <laughs> but they go back and keep talking to each other. A couple minutes later, ship is ready and you all shove off once again. Mm-hmm. I follow Aslo down below decks. You come in, Tokus? Of course. <laughs> you were never given any particular orders to stay on deck or go below. Okay. Uh, all right, Aslo, you got some splaining to do, mister. Hey, who was that? This is as I'm taking off the costume and everything and makeup. Wiping the lipstick off your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure how that got there. Um, yeah, that, you know, that must have been a, a fan from back in the day when I would play at inns and taverns and stuff at Nanette. I'm really surprised that you still think you have to lie to us. Wait, what? what Shaba, what are you talking about? That obviously wasn't a fan. You didn't want to be seen by that person. Well, you know, you got you got to keep a low profile. I can't have uh, thousands of people swarming the ship just to get my signature. That would uh, that would delay the us leaving and cause all kinds of trouble. Yeah, but except it wasn't thousands of people. It was one. And they didn't look like they particularly liked you. Well, I suppose that's true. Here's the thing. I'm not really from Nanept originally. Kind of figured. I came over here from Marengar, the next continent over. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. And there's a chance that I may be wanted for a crime. <laughs> what? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> wanted for a crime. It was it was an accident, I swear. I'd, <laughs> I didn't I didn't mean to. It, it just happened. So let me guess, you're innocent. I am innocent. Well, I mean, sort of. <laughs> yes, I'm innocent. Okay, so you're a wanted man in Marengar. That's actually the reason I came over to Ormog, was to escape my fate there. All right, let's put some scale on this. Marengar is a continent containing many kingdoms. Are we talking you're wanted throughout the entire continent? Like, how wanted are we? Um, that's actually a good question for... Poor thing, depending on the build of the world. It would probably be several countries around there, because of your history, I think that is more likely. Okay. But I don't know how much you would actually know about the area of your wantedness. Okay. <laughs> but you could guess that it's probably at least several countries. Okay. You gotta do something pretty bad to be wanted in several countries. Or you gotta make a pretty big mistake. Just tell us what happened. We're not gonna judge. Unless you're like a cold-hearted murderer. All right. Which I'm not. So, here's the story. Here's what happened. I used to be a pretty well-known performer in Marengar. I was actually getting pretty famous. I was doing more than just local pubs and taverns. I was actually traveling around the whole continent. I had a whole, like, retinue of people with me. We had this big show. That you had an entourage? Oh, yeah. I had whole um, crew that helped put on the performances, setting the stage. And Did you have a big banner that ran across the stage saying, Aslo the Astounding? <laughs> Actually, that's the funny thing. My stage name was Aslodius the Great. <laughs> <laughs> what? <And> so, <laughs> really? Now, fortunately, Aslo is different than Aslodius, so I'm using that as my, my cover. Okay, your alias. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, will, nobody will make the, that connection. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so one night, we were playing for this really well-known noble and his family so they had brought a bunch of people onto their estate to watch the performance and you know i had mentioned that i do knife juggling as part of 
my tray. <laughs> I can see where this is going. Right, but you use plastic knives, right? You used fake knives, right? Yeah, like obviously. Knives. I mean, that would be like the wise thing to do. Anybody with sufficient wisdom would know to use fake knives. <laughs> that would absolutely be the wise thing to do. And normally, I had an assistant who I would do this trick with where the, you know, it wasn't really an issue, so I could use normal knives. But as it turned out, the, uh, the wife of the nobleman decided to volunteer to be the person having knives thrown at them. Okay, so she straight up volunteered. You didn't say, hey, let me get a volunteer from the audience. Uh, correct, as I recall. Right, so she was like, I love this trick. Let me, let me take part. <laughs> yes, and at that point, the crowds were going wild. I couldn't turn her down, so I just decided, you know what, let's roll with it. And You thought maybe there was an extra tip in it for you? Exactly. Now, so where does this go bad? This sounds like this is all good things happening. Like I don't see how this I don't see how this goes wrong. <laughs> no, yeah, I should I should preface this by saying that my knife juggling skills are exceptional. I have never missed a shot when when juggling or throwing knives. Um, but as I was doing my trick, oh, I should also mention that I was riding a unicycle at the time as well. Ah, okay, um, that's, that adds an extra element. Also, this happened before the witch. Uh, yeah, yeah, the witch thing, that never really happened. I just didn't want it to be known that I was wanted. What? (laughs) You're not cursed by an evil witch? No, that was my cover story. (laughs) That's not actually a real thing. No. What about our friendship? (laughs) We were gonna, like, help you become uncursed. What I want to know is... What about all the nights we spent around the campfire when we could have been listening to sweet tunes? I know, I know. I, li- I lied We've to you guys. We missed out on dozens upon dozens of sweet tunes because you lied to us, Aslo. I'll make it up to you. I'll play dozens more sweet tunes in the, in the weeks to come. How about that? I'll think about it. All right. Well, as I was getting ready to start throwing the daggers, I heard someone heckling me from the audience. It wasn't a witch. It was actually... A former rival from my time at the Bards College. He started shouting things at me and calling me names, and I'm pretty sure he was using magic to distract me and put some kind of haze over my mind so that I couldn't perform. That Draco Malfoy. Mm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Wait, that's his name? <laughs> Ruining people's plans. What was his name? Yeah, what was this rival's name? I, I think he should go with Draco Malfoy. That, does, that hasn't been used before. Felmendar. <laughs> Felmendar. Yeah, that's right. How do you spell that? F E L. M-I-N-D-A-R, I think. Felmendar. Yeah. Always ruining your plans. Yeah, that, that old Felmendar, you know. Nobody liked that guy, did they, in college? No, he was he was kind of a jerk to everyone. And so I could tell that he was casting some sort of spell on me, but I knew that the show had to go on, so I threw the daggers anyway. The first one struck true, the second one struck true, but the third dagger must have plunged into her heart because Ouch. she died almost instantly, and the nobleman threw me in jail. And I, I, I managed to escape, but, you know, just barely with my life. And that's when I boarded a ship and came over to Ormog, and I, I've been on the run ever since. Wow. Hmm. It's quite a story. So you're unofficially a murderer. A murderer. Yeah, you murdered a nobleman's wife in cold blood. <laughs> yeah, but does it count if it's an accident, though? Well, who's to say you weren't sent uh, to the nobleman's estate by a rival to that nobleman as an assassin? Well, I wasn't, though. That's the thing. But what if you were, Aslo? But what if I wasn't? We don't know anything anymore about <laughs> you, because that previously was a well, lie. We thought we knew you. We don't know that anything you say is the truth anymore. It's lie upon lie upon lie with you. <laughs> you guys have to trust me. <laughs> I promise. This is the truth. 
I just needed to get away from there so I could start my life over as a free man. All right, quick question. Uh, was was your rival stage name the fascinating Felmendar? It very well could have been. So you are not lying to us this time. I am not lying to you this time. You weren't a secret assassin hired by another noble to murder the one's wife. That's correct. You can make an insight check to make sure. I will. I will do that. Okay. <laughs> it's a 21. I'm not lying. <laughs> no, the correct answer is I don't believe you're lying. Yes, exactly. So that's it. There you have it. I. That's the whole story. I've, I've never told anyone before because I haven't had anyone to anyone to tell it to. So you fled the scene immediately after killing this man's wife, and well, well, you were captured. How did you escape? That's what I want to know. Because like we couldn't open the lock to a box, yet you escaped a, <laughs> a jail <laughs> cell. Yeah, right. It's true. I wish that I could say that it was of my own doing. It was actually an old friend of mine from Bard's College. He'd heard the news and decided to come and break me out. Hmm. He knew you couldn't kill someone, so maybe we need to hear the story from him. He can vouch for your innocence and in being a murderer. Yeah, what's his name? Torgrim. Torgrim. The dwarf. A bardic dwarf. <laughs> mm -hmm. He was a very solid drummer. <laughs> solid? Emphasis on the solid? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The part about me not being able to perform in front of people is true. It's just that it's not a curse from any witch. It's just the fact that I... Ever since that day, I haven't been able to perform in front of anyone. Okay, so you're suffering from stage PTSD. Mm. Yes, I just have these horrible flashbacks to people being stabbed in the heart that I just can't seem to get out of my head. Mm. And, uh, it renders me inert. Yeah, every time I see a bladed weapon, I think about people being stabbed with it, too. Just because yeah. that's usually what you do with bladed weapons. <laughs> wow, Aslo, well, you know, this is going to take some time to process. I'm not sure that I can yeah. stand the sight of you right now. How will we sleep in your presence knowing that you've killed... <laughs> I can cast sleep on you. <laughs> I don't want you to cast any spells on me right now. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable being cast upon by you. Just give us time to process this. Maybe it'll all be okay. But for now, it's not okay. <laughs> for now, you're a jerk. Um... That's fine. I think I need some, some time alone myself. I don't know that I've ever really made peace with what I've done. Besides, this eye makeup is really hard to take off. <laughs> That's what happens when you use lipstick as well. <laughs> He's got, like, pink circles around his eyes. Um, wow. Okay. Huge reveal. Huh, we're, like, gonna be traveling around the world with a murderer. With a wanted... We have been traveling the world with a Are you saying murder. this to me right now? No, no you, you, you went off you to be by yourself. It's just yeah. me and okay. Tokus and Stripey. Yeah, we're talking to each other. We're trying to process what just happened. All right, just making sure. The three of us are just sitting there, like, with our heads hung. Stripey's, like, shaking his head, going, what just <laughs> happened? Our boss is a murderer. <laughs> Technically. A yeah. technical murderer. But what's the difference between a technical murderer and an actual murderer? I mean, I think the keyword uh, here. Yes, the keyword is exact, precisely Shava. Precisely, it's intent. And, you know, if he really didn't, like, now we need to, like, journey to figure out if he had intent. But wouldn't a true friend have rocked out for us? He's been withholding his rocking ability to maintain this lie. What makes it worse was that he covered the lie with a lie. Mm hmm. So now we know there's no witch or curse or anything weird like that. I was kind of looking forward to hunting down that witch. 
Yeah. Set him free. So now I'm even more disappointed. <laughs> Everything we know has just changed. Maybe where music has hurt, we can use it to heal. Hmm. <laughs> Put together a nice mixtape for me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can make some of our own music for Aslo, like a therapeutic exercise. Yeah, I can switch up the music box, change out the gears, and put in a different pattern of little plinky things. It's just your music box and then me hitting off beats on the drum in really bad rhythm. Well, see, Shaba, now music is like an equation. So, and then like I give you like a 30 minute explanation of music theory. <laughs> and then you now you understand, oh, the drummer's supposed to do this in 4-4 four, four time. Actually, we'll write him a song in 6-8. Oh, yeah, that's that's a good one. Can you make it 5-8? Five, 5-8? Eight? Five, eight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for a little extra pizzazz. So we, uh, we wallow in our, in our doubt of our fearless leader. Yeah. Can we keep working for him? Like, I, I just left my job for the Alchemist Guild to do this thing with you guys. You had a promising career ahead of you, and you threw it all away. I had a good thing going. I mean, like, most of my people genocided, but, like, I was going to be an alchemist. You, know. you basically had an acceptance letter to the Alchemist Guild, and you threw it in a trash can and set it on fire. I still haven't figured out the why they never want me on the premises. <laughs> it's just your curiosity, that's all. Yeah, maybe. I did ask them lots of questions when I visited with Master Iswick that one time. And then every other time after that, I had more questions. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Tokus. I can't really tell why they don't want you around anymore. Yeah, me neither. It's perplexing. It doesn't even make any sense. I mean, you guys all love me, right? I mean, come on. It's hard to say. Hard to say. Nobody gets bored of my 30-minute or longer explanations of things. Never. No, Never. You see? See? Even when I'm really, really tired and just want to go to sleep and wish you'd stop talking, I always... <laughs> always listen. I always manage to make it through somehow. <laughs> so we're going to write him a song? Yep. Okay, we'll write him a song. It's going to be the best song ever written. So I get out my tools and I'm going to like change up the music box. Meanwhile, you're like practicing drums. Yeah, so I'm just spending my entire downtime just trying to learn how to like keep rhythm. So we, uh, we do that and we are said the damage guild podcast all the magic of fairy dust without the mess hello there fellow travelers my name is jay stout and i am the oracle of the guild here to share in our collective destiny by telling you the things you need to know to be a good listener of this podcast First off, go to player.fm, find the Damage Guild, and subscribe. We're moving up ranks. We're getting higher on the page. I think we're, we were ranked like 37th or something originally. Now we're like 23rd. So we're getting there. We just need like maybe a dozen more subscribes. So if you haven't already done that, please do that. It would be awesome for us to like get up into the top 20. It would help our visibility, help people find us. That would be fantastic. Also, we're social. We're, we're, we're social people and we have social media accounts on Facebook and on Twitter. So if you do that thing, one of those things or both, then go on there and do whatever you do. Say hello, hit the like button, hit the twit button and get at us. Also, we have an email address. It's guild at com. So if you want to talk to us, but you're really far away, that would be a 
really technologically savvy way of doing that. Also, we have a website. It's thedamageguild.com. And there's links to everything that w- else that we have on that website. There's a big line of icons along the top, and they'll take you anywhere you want to go. Just close your eyes and click your mouse, and you'll be there. Come and uh, see what's happening with the show. Check out the new, all the new episodes, read cast bios, and have a fantastic time. Speaking of fantastic times, we almost had a fantastic time with you this past Saturday when we were supposed to live stream our new campaign on Twitch. We actually did start streaming, but about a half an hour in, thanks to Twitch user Dragon Craze, who told us no sound was coming through the stream, we discovered, after troubleshooting the issue and contacting support, that we had encountered a known bug in the streaming software we're using, and that there was nothing we could do about it. So my sincerest apologies go out to all of you who showed up. Thank you for being there. I'm very sorry for the difficulties, but don't worry. You haven't missed the beginning of the new campaign. We're going to do a hard refresh on it and try again, hopefully after this issue has been resolved. And we're doing that tentatively on the afternoon of August 18th, but keep it here for announcements on that because we will definitely let you know when we've nailed down a date. Thanks again to Dragon Craze for cluing us in on that technical issue and to those of you who came ready to watch some great live D&D, we're so sorry and we will be sure to make it up to you next time that's all i got for you this week so please enjoy the rest of the episode and we will see you next monday you are listening to the damage guild podcast So, you're well on your way away from the island? Back toward Inept. Aslo's still kind of moping by himself as much as he is allowed to while he's working on the potatoes. Yeah, I think I'm not really talking to the other two a whole lot, but I think a lot of it is uh, I'm also just very relieved to have finally gotten it off my back. Hmm. Am I in the room with you where the potatoes are being, or the carrots are being peeled? Probably. You would be most of the time, yeah. I shoot you some looks, and I, I go back to peeling the carrot. You both accidentally reach down at the same time to grab the same carrot, and your hands touch. <laughs> <laughs> and then we pick up the carrot, and we start eating other ends of the carrot, kind of like Lady in the Tramp style. <laughs> Halfway through, like, wait, what are, what are we doing? What are we doing? Wait. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I wake up. I was, I was daydreaming. <laughs> My character was daydreaming. <laughs> <laughs> the hell did I eat? And like, then in the in the background, is like, I want to be your best friend. Tokus, <laughs> <laughs> is it is it that feeling again? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. Just, that was such a peculiar dream. Were we peeling carrots? We are now. Yeah. Oh, okay, I, I go back to peeling carrots. Like nothing happened. And I can't look. I can't look at him. Not so much because I think he's a murderer. I can't look at him because of the weird dream I just experienced. <laughs> Getting real weird in here. (laughs) (laughs) So, the rest of the day passes pretty much the same as all the other days in the ship. You're all keeping a close watch on Alshaz, I assume. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you don't see him go below into the hold anytime. Okay. That's good. Second day out passes pretty much uneventfully as well. Um, Are you keeping watch at night or anything like you were before? I'm very nervous because the dungeon master just rolled a dice. (laughs) I think we missed something, gang. Yeah, maybe we just keep our same watches, but just kind of like tap each other. Well, I think we need to pay more attention to where we stash the metal box. I mean, do we have an eye? Can we see 
that from where we're sleeping? It's in the back of the pantry, so no. Mm. You can check on it when you go and fetch food. Yeah. yeah. For each meal. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. It doesn't look like anyone's touched it by the end of the second day. Okay. Shaba, as you're eating dinner on the second night, Alshaz, who typically just keeps to himself and doesn't really talk to anyone else during the meals, brings over the bowl of stew for Kenver and gives it to him. Says a few words before going back to sit by himself. Does he normally help Anton in the kitchen? Not really, no. Did we see where he got the bowl from? Like, did we watch Anton pour the stew into the bowl and then see him bring it over? Well, it looks like the same stew that everyone else is eating, but I don't think he would have paid particular attention to where he got it. I dive across the deck right as Kenver is about to eat his first spoonful, (laughs) and I slap the bowl out of his hands. I'm like, don't eat that! It's poison. What are you doing with my soup? Sorry, that was a mistake. I've tripped. Uh, I'll go get you a new bowl. And I go over to Anton and get another bowl and bring it over to him. Sorry, I, I tripped. Alshaz looks back at you, a little bit upset, but he just goes back and... I go and pick up the bowl that uh, I knocked out of his hands, and I'm like, okay, there's going to be samples on here for Tokus to investigate later. And I just kind of put it down beside me as I finish eating. You want me to dust for fingerprints? Like, what am I doing with it? <laughs> there's, There's got to be samples of the stew still in it. You can check it for poison. Ah. Anton looks over at you and says, you know, you're, you're going to have to be mopping that up later. Oh, definitely. That's why I did it, because I really wanted to <laughs> clean it up later. <laughs> Since I've stopped throwing up, it's gotten really boring, mopping up nothing. So I just thought I'd give myself a little, like, obstacle course kind of deal, you know. So you got him another bowl, and the rest of the meal passes uneventfully. Alshaz keeps to himself like he usually does. All right, I give Tokus the bowl that I knocked out of Kenver's hands, and I'm like... Yeah, but I've already eaten. What is this? Uh, Will you do me a favor and check, uh, take a sample from this bowl and check it for poison when you get a chance? Somebody's poisoning something? Probably not, but you can never be too careful. I would like to go ahead and start that check. Probably do it tonight. Yeah, maybe while, like, you're keeping Ah, watch or something. Okay. Okay, so you take a small sample of the stew that was still in the bowl, and Shaba swabs the deck to clean up everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Like a good little Goliath. I'm Shaba the Swaba, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Shaba Daba the Swaba. So you are taking your watches at night. Tokus, make your checks for investigating the stew. Give me intelligence with your alchemist proficiency... I got a 10. So I'm going to take a little Q-tip's worth. I guess I don't have a Q-tip, but I take a little bit of the bowl. And uh, I don't taste it myself, although that's a, that is a way you can check for poison. But I'm not going to do I'm not going to do the taste check. Very effective. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Uh, so I'm going to put it in a beaker. I'm going to heat that beaker, and then I'm going to add some other things to said beaker. Like a little bit of, uh, I had a little bit of leftover sample of... Um, Oh, what was it, Batwing? I'm going to sprinkle a little bit of that crumpled Batwing in there and then see if there's any sort of chemical reaction because you know how Batwing works, obviously. When, when right, mixed with poison, right. sometimes it renders a color change. <laughs> so that's the first test I would do, just to make sure that it isn't that particular type of strain of poison. Yeah, that's what I would have done as well. Yeah, yeah same here. See? So you run it through a few tests, and you don't find anything that would indicate poison to you? Hmm. Is it bland? Do you taste it? I'm tempted to, but maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> I trust Shava's judgment. 
He's very good at reading people, so he probably knows something I don't about the poisoning. I do know someone who would be good at uh, tasting for that poison, that you would be particularly interested in having them tasted. <laughs> Who's, who might that be? Oh, Stripey. Stripey. Yeah, but Stripey's <laughs> a badger. He's, his body's going to react differently to the poison than... Ah, uh, true. How hungry am I? I guess is the next question. <laughs> how, how hungry is my character? <laughs> it's like dried, cold, congealed, like, stew remnants. It is it. the middle of the night. Oh, it's like so. gross and old. Yeah. <laughs> I could be hungry is what you're saying. I think you want me to. I think the dungeon master is trying to make me taste it. I'm not trying to make you do anything. Well, I, I mix it with a couple things I had in my satchel, hoping to get some sort of reaction that might indicate that it's anything more than just ordinary stew. Yeah, you don't really find anything from that. As far mm. as you can tell, it seems like normal stew remains. And the other two are asleep? Yes, you're on watch. Okay. Who's next on the watch? It'd be me. Okay. So when I go to wake you, I tell you my findings or lack thereof. Okay. So you didn't find anything? All right. Yeah, I didn't. How how, sir, how sure are you? Um, Someone would have to taste it, probably. We'd have to do the Ooh. taste test. So how strong do you think the poison is? Do we find a candidate for... I mean, like, we could, like, recook the <coughs> stew, like, heat it back up and... See yeah, if, can you take a sample of it and make, I know your watch is over, but can you make like a little like solvent for me? Like a little kind of vial of something? Hmm. You want me to break it down to the stew's essence? Right. Essence of potato stew. Sure. Yeah, I can do that before <laughs> okay. I go back to bed. Oh, but only because you asked Shaba. If Aslo asked me, I would have said no. So I don't <laughs> trust him right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. He can't hear that because uh, he's sleeping. Actually, as a matter of fact, this might be a job for Aslo. Well, no, we just have Aslo taste the poison because we don't trust him. And if he lives, then he's not a murderer. And if he dies, well, he was a murderer. Yeah, that's how it works. Uh, I was thinking, since you guys are helping Anton in the kitchen and, like, helping to serve more, that maybe you make the solvent and Aslo... Before he serves Alshaz tomorrow, he dumps it into his stew. Right. And if he dies, then we knew it was poison? Yeah. And see, sees what happens. Okay. But if he dies, then we lose one of our leads. Uh, if he dies, then we can get the key to the box. Also, then we're guilty of poisoning and killing someone. Yeah, then we're all mur- <laughs> Then all three of us are murderers. Yeah. Well, you don't There's know that. this. You're asleep. Uh, no, I'm asleep. That's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess I hadn't really thought that far ahead. Yeah, what if it is poison and he dies? I mean, we need we need a scapegoat. We need someone unrelated. We need a Patsy. We don't have anyone named Patsy aboard the ship, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, Patsy pops up. Hey, guys. Hey. You hey, you want to try this old on? stew? <laughs> no, yeah, sounds great. I'm the 10th previously unnamed crew member. I live down in the storage room. <laughs> we haven't met you yet. <laughs> so, so pale, his skin is like translucent. I'm old Patsy. <laughs> <laughs> God, you love me. What are you doing in my waters? You want to go down to the bilge with me? <laughs> <laughs> so, took us... While you're talking with Shaba, you hear some sort of small squeak sound coming from below. It sounds like um, squeaking of something rubbing against something else. Hmm. But not like the standard just ship creaking back and forth. Somebody's squeaking down there, Shaba. Like a rubber boot sole squeaking on a linoleum floor? That kind of squeaking? Uh, yeah, pretty similar to that, actually. Yeah. Okay. I didn't hear that. No, but I, I'm making you aware of it. So you hear that squeaking? It sounds like somebody's rubber boot squeak. You know what I'm talking about? You know that sound? Uh, no. Where did it come from? 
down below. Why don't we go investigate? Yeah, should we wake Aslo or can we trust him? Nah, nah. He'll probably just murder whatever it is. (laughs) (laughs) He would do it accidentally. He'll probably throw a knife into its heart. Like he did with us when he betrayed our trust. Well, we can't let him accidentally murder something. It's true. So let's let's go investigate. Yeah, let's do it. But don't bring Stripey. I don't like Stripey. Just the two of us. <laughs> All right, Stripey, you stay with Aslo. Well, he has to stay watch. Somebody has to stay watch if we're leaving and for not waking mm. up Aslo. Why don't you have Stripey on watch? Okay, Stripey will crawl into Aslo's tunic and then turn around inside and poke his head out and keep watch <laughs> from there. That doesn't wake him up? I don't know. He can at least squeak and uh, bite Aslo if anything happens. Oh, I see what you're doing. Okay. Like a dog. Like like a watchdog. But it's a badger. Yeah, Stripey is... is He's like the lassie of badgers. Hmm. <laughs> What's that, Stripey? <laughs> Timmy's stuck in the well. So we're going down there, Aisha. Yeah, we're going down. We're going down there. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you make your way over to the trap door leading to the cargo hold. And open that up. Quietly? Do we do it quietly? Yes, we do it very quietly. Yeah, make a stealth check, whoever's opening it. It should probably be you, Shava. Yeah, I'll do it. Got a 19. I would also point out at this point that the inside of the ship is pretty much pitch black. Mm. Ooh, should we have brought the candle? Uh, You have dark vision, don't you? I do have dark vision, yes. Yeah, so I'll open, you look. Uh, Okay, so I'm leading the way? Uh, yeah. You're at least take a look down there before you go anywhere. You're not going with me? No, no, I'll go with you. I'll follow you. I'm just saying, as soon as I open it, you look. Okay. Instead of just climbing straight down. Gotcha. Uh, I take a look. You can't see anything out of order, but as you're standing there, you hear the squeak repeated every three to five seconds or so, and it seems to be coming from ahead of you while you're looking off to the side somewhere. Of the cargo hold? Yeah. I hear it now. See, I, I told you. And I start down the ladder and accidentally step on Tokus's head because I can't see anything. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry about that. I try not to sorry. squeak. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Let me know when you're down. I'll follow. Okay. Maybe we should, like, hold hands so you know where I am. Or you can put your hand, <laughs> you can put your hand on my shoulder. How about that? Yeah, one, once I get down there, I'll, I'll use your head as a, an armrest. <laughs> well, you could just... Put your hand on my back or something. I don't know. Your finger. Okay. Yeah, that works too. I'll do Just that. follow where I go. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm leading the way. Okay. And when we get to the bottom, I'm like, hey, you think maybe we should wake up Aslo? No. No, no, no. This is, this is, a, this is specifically a side adventure where only Tokus and Shaba are involved. This will add plot development to the... I'm kidding. <laughs> uh... All right, we we proceed. I don't, I don't, I, in character, <clears throat> I don't trust Asla right now. It should just be the two of us, right? I mean, yeah. I know that's a finger you put on my back, but if he was here, there might be a knife in it. That's true. It, it, yeah. <laughs> All right, we proceed into the darkness. Okay. I'm following Tokus's lead. I'm completely blind down here. Yeah, you can't see anything. And as you make your way back closer to the sound. You continue to hear it every few seconds, but you don't really see anything moving. As you get to the closest point, you realize that it's right around where the box was stowed that you found. Hmm. And it seems to be coming from perhaps around one of the floorboards near here. Could we perceive? Yeah, give me a perception check. All right. It's all you, man. I got a six. Okay, so you're not really sure 
you just keep hearing the sound, and you know it's coming from somewhere right around here. You do, both of you, also occasionally now hear a light thumping sound coming from around the same place. Should we get down on our hands and knees and feel around? I'm trying to think of a way we could use my strengths with your strengths here. Your strength is being able to see. I've got it. I've got it. What if you go prone? I'll sit on your back, and I'll grab your ears. And if I tug on your right ear, we need to go right. And if I tug on your left ear, I need to go left. There's no time for elephant rides right now, Tokus. No, no, it'll work, because I'll make too much noise, because my stealth is poor. But you could sneak up on whatever is going on oh, down here. Oh, you think we should sneak you. up on the noise? Yeah, so, I, I, so we do it. You, you, okay, yes. Well, I recommend I like we do plan. it. All right, I make a stealth check with Tokus's guidance. Yeah, okay, so I'm on your back, I'm sitting on your back, and I've got your ears. <laughs> I will voluntarily take disadvantage on this check. Uh, actually, my lowest was a 10. Hmm. Okay, so where are you sneaking to? Toward the noise. Yeah, so I'm going to steer him towards the noise by lightly tugging on his ears to direct us around the cargo, the labyrinth. So otherwise we'll hit something. It makes perfect sense to me. I don't know why you guys are laughing. This is like a perfect plan. <laughs> so you kind of weave your way through, and you end up right back next to where that box was stowed. Standing here now, or crawling and riding here. I'm on all fours. Togus is seated on my shoulders. Well, I imagine I'm small enough that I can literally, like, ride your neck like a horse. Like, I'm just, like, sitting and I've got your ears. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. Just for a visual for our, for our listeners, <laughs> just so you know what I'm thinking. Shaba, you make a perception check now. Okay. Eight. Wait, why is he doing the perception check? I, I'm the one with the dark vision. Because I can still hear. And oh, plus, you're, okay. you're opening my ears. You're grabbing onto them and stretching them, and everybody knows that makes you hear better. It's <laughs> exactly how it works. You learned that when I, we talked about hearing the other day for over two hours. Yep. <laughs> the mechanics of the vibration, Shaba. <laughs> so you're just sitting there and still hearing the same things, but you don't notice anything in particular. I reach out and fumble with the floorboards until I can actually like feel where the thumping and the squeaking might be coming from. You find, as you have your hand resting on one of the boards, the squeak happens again and the board shifts ever so slightly downwards. Like a seesaw sort of motion? Is there pressure on the other side of the board? Like something causing it to move up? I mean, you can't really see what it's doing other than what you feel, but it just shifts away from you a little bit. Oh, it's it's moving away, not like down. Like I'm saying, is it seesawing? As in, it moves down underneath my hand with like a pivot, and the like the other side would be moving up. Um, no, it's after you've already got your hand on it that then you feel it shift suddenly under you. I dig my fingernails in around the edges and try to lift it. It's already kind of shoved down past the edge. Okay, so are you saying that Shaba senses some vibrations on that particular board? You felt it move, and it kind of goes down below the rest of the boards. Okay, Mm. so like the entire board, like from one end to the other, feels like it just went and like shifted downward. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Like there's a weight on top of it. Yeah, did I hear, like, a click or anything, like, signifying? No, it's, you had your hand on it, and then with the next squeak, it just went down. You know what would be really good right now? I should I should uh, get out that crowbar. What did I do with that thing? Uh, Are you thinking out like, loud or silently? Because, like, yeah, there might no, be I'm, someone I'm, around here. No, I'm thinking out loud. Oh, no. I mean, we've been talking to each other. Yeah, but, like, little whispers. I'm, like, right next to your ears. And be like, um, Shabba. Shaba, 
I typed on your right ear, not your left ear. <laughs> you were supposed to make a right. No, no, we're, that's over now. We're, and, oh, we're okay, done. okay. You're, you're done writing. You can get off now. Wait. Wait. Okay. Uh, I take out the grappling hook that I have and try to use the like one of the hooks to dig in and pull the board out, pull the board up. So you kind of gouge it into the board yeah. and pull, mm-hmm. and it goes back up into its place, and it makes the same sort of squeaking sound as you pull it up. Okay, I keep pulling. I'm trying to get it past the edge there? Mm-hmm. Just as if it's a normal plank of wood. Okay, um, give me a strength check. All right. That's a two. So you don't make any further progress. This is the third two I've rolled on this die tonight. New time for a new dice. Yeah. Could I could I have a crack at it? Is it still wedged in the same position? Yeah, you'd probably be good at strength check. Yeah. Plus, you can see what you're doing. Okay, I'll give it a tug. I get a nine. It feels like it's more secure than that, so neither of you managed to pull it up anymore. But, as you're both trying to pull it up, or at least in between your tugs, it goes back down with another squeak. And it's a very sudden movement. It's not like it's falling back down on its own. Have we felt from one edge of the board to the other? I do that. It feels like this end is pulled pretty far down. The other end is still close to the top, but it's just been kind of levered downwards. I continue to try to make strength checks until I can pry it up. I'll just sit and work at it. In fact, Tokus, why don't you pull out your grappling hook so we can both work on it at the same time? (laughs) Okay. So I jab my grappling hook into it and give it another try? Dual-wield grappling hooks? Yep. (laughs) All right. Two of you make one more strength roll. All right, that time I got a 16. 18. With both of you having your hooks jammed into the board and pulling at the same time, you manage to yank it up and it bursts out. You hear the nails squeaking against the wood as the whole board flies out. That sounds like it might be loud. Yeah, relatively loud compared to everything else that's going on. And looking down below, Tokus, you catch a brief glimpse of something down in the ballast below the ship, below the hold. A secret chamber? No, it's just got ballast to keep the ship oh, okay. kind of upright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like nobody goes down there. No, it's generally solid and contained. But you catch something that seems to quickly move out of view. Is it like in water? There is some water down there, but it, it doesn't go straight into the ocean or anything. Okay, so I hand my grappling hook to Shaba, and I tie the other end of it around my waist. I'm going in. <laughs> uh, there's not quite <laughs> enough space for that. It's only one floorboard. Did he see anything about what moved? Is it slimy? Is it furry? Is it... Yeah, what's down there? Hairy, skinny, fat, small, big... I mean, I know I can't see in color in dark vision, but I can see the shape, right? You think you might have seen, perhaps, kind of like a round, bulbous eye? Huh? It's a Dianaga. A what? <laughs> it looked like a big fish eye that suddenly pulled away from the, the hole. Are we talking like a like a giant squid eye? Like like how big is this eyeball? Because in order to understand what beast it belongs to, I want to know the size of the eyeball. Yeah, give ball us a real it. world sphere. Golf ball, tennis ball, probably a couple of inches across, maybe. Oh, okay, couple inches. So across. golf ball. It's a little golf bigger than a golf ball. A little bit bigger. Okay. So this is a this is this eyeball is larger than my eyeball. This lar- this eyeball is bigger than Shaba's eyeball. Is what you're telling me. So this is a could-be-whale-sized, dolphin-sized, killer-whale-sized eyeball. Maybe. All right. Uh, 
Tokus, before you go in, let me go get Aslan. I'm not going in there now that I, there's a freaking eyeball in there. I <laughs> okay. turn to Shaba and I say, don't put me in there. Okay, no, no, don't go, don't go down there. We should get Aslo though. There's, a, there's an animal in there. <laughs> it sounds like we may need to murder it. So Aslo's our guy. Yeah, we need Aslo. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I hate to admit it, but we need him because we need something murdered. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go back and I'll stay here because I can't? Yeah, I'll see. go. I'll go get him. I'll go get him. Okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back. Okay. You rush off. And no, 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 no. I, I, I sneak off. I don't want to just rush. What's the rush? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to wake anybody. Okay. Uh, make another stealth check. Uh, okay. I thought you might get, let me get away with it because you're trying to progress the story. <laughs> oh. Ooh. You have disadvantage, though. From Ooh. Your, or no, you're only wearing half your armor. Ooh. Yeah. I'll let that go. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, because it's 18. Yeah, 17 plus 1. Nice. Okay. So you move pretty quietly and make it back up, and you see Azo lying in this hammock. Okay. No one else seems to have moved. All right, Stripey, I know you and I have our differences, but I have to wake up Aslo, so don't bite me. <laughs> so I, I poke Aslo. Watermelon. Were you, were you dreaming? No, what? Oh, <clears throat> uh, no, not at all. What's going on? Uh, we, have a, we have a situation. It's, it's a code S. Uh, code S. You do remember the codes. You do remember before we went on this adventure, we went over, that was like that half hour discussion I gave you guys about like different codes for different situations, like so that we as a party can operate efficiently in any sort of situation. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't really listening. Aslo. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll remind you. Code S was sea monster. Where did you find the sea monster? Sea monster. I feel like if I whisper it, maybe it's not real. As, as you keep monster. whispering it, I start drifting back off to sleep. No, 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 okay. Aslo, we might have a sea monster. We need to We need to go. Shaba needs us. Shaba, we left Shaba yeah. with the sea monster alone. Wait, if, if, there was a sea, if there was a sea monster, wouldn't it be attacking the ship and there'd be people screaming and running around? Yeah, but everybody's asleep except for the watch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How can there be a sea monster? Okay, we saw what I think is some sort of eyeball. We pried up one of the boards in the bowels of the ship. Okay. All right, Tokus. That's that's a great story. No, 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 no. no. It's <laughs> real. It's <laughs> real. That's a real. I'm, I'm sorry that we have our differences now because you've killed somebody and I haven't killed somebody. You know what? We can just let bygones be bygones for now. And I'm going to treat you like a normal, not murderous person. Let's go check out this sea monster. So, so you guys are still going to be my friends? Uh, we'll figure that out later. That's not the that's not the issue. That's not the issue right now. We have other things that are happening and we need to we'll have to fix our personal issues after said giant eyeball is figured out. If this is some kind of joke that you guys are pulling on me just to just to be mean, I'm gonna be angry. No, it's no joke. Bring Stripey with you. Even though uh, I don't like uh, him. Come on, Stripey, let's go. Okay. Shaba, in the meantime, while all that's been happening. Do I feel something slimy wrap around my ankle? <laughs> Were you standing like right there where the or crouching right there where the board was, or did you move anywhere? I was like sitting on my side. I was getting down to pry open the board, and I hadn't really moved from there. So I'm like right next to the board, still sitting down. Haven't moved because it's dark, and You're just waiting, waiting for us to come. Yeah. Okay. So shortly after Tokus went up there, you heard another creaking and 
you think you hear another board coming loose down by your feet, but you can't really see what's happening, so... Uh, I move my feet off of the board that's coming loose. So you just kind of shift a few inches farther away? Yeah, and I, since I can't really see, I just listen as hard as I possibly can. Okay, make perception check. Thirteen. You hear nothing. Okay. After the sound of the second board moving, it actually becomes kind of deadly quiet down there. No more squeaking, no more anything like that? No, just the normal creaking of the hole. Okay. All right, I wait for them to come down. So the other two start heading back down at this point. Um, Aslo, did you bring your candle or anything to see with? Uh, I do, yeah. So I see the the glow moving across the hold from behind the boxes. Yes, you see the glow coming. And you also see a silhouette in front of you of some humanoid creature <gasps> standing oh in the hold right in front of you. Uh, oh. <laughs> what? <laughs>